0: All right, Frisco, we are very fortunate today to have a very special guest with us, none other than Casey from Casey in the Sunshine. And Casey, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. How's everything?
0: Everything is going great. We're looking forward to having you in Frisco very soon. So, uh, how's the tour going so far?
1: Well, it, it's always going great. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do mostly weekends, so um, I'm looking forward to coming to Frisco. I don't think I've ever been to actually Frisco. And, uh, coming, you know, with the band and having a good time with you, with everyone.
0: Well, very good. So for everybody listening to us, uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band are going to be here at Comerica Center on November the 2nd. So it's coming up very quickly. Be sure to go out and get your tickets for that. Uh, But Casey, while we have you, I wanted to just kind of get a little bit more about you and some of the background on the band. And the first question I have is how did you come up with the name, the Sunshine Band? Uh,
1: My last name is Casey and... I worked in a record store, and the prefix for Columbia Records at the time was a K and a C. And um, so when I'm coming up for the name, there was no band. It was just me, really. So um, I had been to a wedding, and I saw this Junkanoo band, and so I made this record, and I thought, well, I'll just call it KC, and the Sunshine Band, Sunshine Band from the state of Florida. And it was actually KC and the Sunshine Junkanoo Band, what I called it. And uh, we, we, I dropped the junker after the second record because it was kind of just too long to go on Playlist and everything like that.
0: Totally makes sense. So, and when yeah. did you actually form uh, form the band?
1: Uh, the day I put out the first record, actually. I, I mean, you have to understand that there was really no band. Uh, it was just studio musicians that I used and and, and hired to to play on the records. And um, uh, all of a sudden, I start becoming successful with this name and there's no band so eventually uh after the second album or whatever after get down the night or those started happening i just went to the some of the guys who were playing on the record and asked you know would you be part of you know go out as as Casey in the sunshine band
0: oh very good and and in terms of of the music you write it's a, it's a lot of fun it's very danceable um what were some of the early influences for you in in the stylistically the type of music that you've been putting out
1: well, I've always listened to all kinds of music. Um, I, my mother loved music. My mother loved more R&B music. My father could care less about any kind of music, I think. Um, I mean, he enjoyed it, but I don't think he ever bought a radio or anything in his life, um, um, which is not a bad thing. My father was the most amazing person ever. I don't want to like, downplay my father as being some bad person. But um, uh, so I grew up listening to... That I grew up in the gospel church, uh, and uh, so I, I gravitated more towards R and B music. Um, you know the great and the, and the Motown sound, definitely a lot of the Motown sound, and uh, you know the great Aretha Franklin stuff with all the horns and the stacks stuff with Sam and Dave, and uh, you know Johnny Taylor, and then all the the Atlantic stuff with Wilson Pickett, and um, you know just all that great R and B music of the time. And then there came along then came James Brown, of course, James Brown. And uh, then later on, it was like Joe Cocker and the Englishman. I uh, uh, just, you know, that whole scene. And then there was Chicago and Blood, Sweat, and Tears. So it, it just kind of grabbed you know, from what I think, I was, just, I was influenced by a little bit of everybody, but probably more by Motown than, than anyone, I would think.
0: Totally makes sense. And there's certainly a lot of that reflected, I think, in the music that we hear. Um, knowing that we were going to have a chance to chat a little bit today, I've been going back and listening to a lot more of the right. the old songs, and, and you can de- certainly hear that Motown influence in that. Um, yeah. You know, another interesting aspect of your music to me has been the longevity. You've written songs that people still love to listen to, still love to go out and dance to and, and have a right. good time when Casey and the Sunshine Band comes on. What would you attribute to to that longevity? How did you pull that off if you know
1: yeah, evidently they were great songs, you know, they were uh, critics uh destroyed them all the time. I mean, we were always, you know, put down by the critics. it got to a point where I just wouldn't even read anything, any any you know, critic any any review that was written about us or anything about the music. Uh there was just uh you know, just constant this constant backlash against it and, and, and that sort of thing. I guess it's proven You know, it's outstood the test of time, and it's you know it's proven that there's uh, some substance to it, evidently, because you know every it's in over 250 movies and TV commercials, and every sporting event, and everywhere you go, every party, that wedding and bar mitzvah and everything else, it's you know it's there. So um, I guess they weren't so bad after all.
0: Yeah, I'm not not really a big fan of some of the critics and their their criticisms, anyways. I think the The true test is, is how the fans have reacted right. in the, the longevity the Well, I, I had. had to
1: ignore what the critics wrote because every critic has their own... It, it seemed like back then, I mean, most critics were rock and roll, you know, from the rock and roll era or whatever. So you could always tell what their influences were because you would see all these great reviews of this rock stuff and they'd get to something R&B or something like us and just destroy it. it's like, you know, you're so, they were being so partial. And it was so evident blatantly, like, right in your face how partial they were, they were being.
0: Do you think that was just kind of part of the time when you guys were coming about and becoming more famous with the transition? I
1: I think it had a lot to do with part of the times. I think our music was threatening to a lot of different genres and a a lot of different people for some reason. Um, You know, like, like when Elvis came in, his music was threatening and the Beatles music was threatening to everyone. And I think we really was the same way with us. Really. If you think about it, I mean, we did change, the sound of music we did change. You know, we ushered in this whole dance thing or whatever, and it was our upbeat that just created this whole movement that was sorta of there, but we we were the fire that ignited it, you know what I mean? Um and uh I kinda lost my train of thought, but so 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 in a sense we became very threatening. That sound, that whole thing that was starting to happen became very threatening to other artists of other genres uh because people were not, were, were gravitating toward this whole new sound and idea of music and everything.
0: Well, we're very grateful that you did not listen to the critics and that you kept uh, being true to yourself and, and left <laughs> us with all the well, music. Well, I am we too.
1: Have. I mean, I, I never, <laughs> I never have really listened to people. If I would have done that, I never would have made it at all because I was told I, uh, you know, I was white and I would never make it in an R&B world. So, uh, you know, it was kind of crazy that there was these type of pre- prejudicial ideas that if you're white, you can't sound black, and if you're black, you can't sound white, and if you're country, you can't sound not country, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Well, cheers to proving them wrong. Um, yeah.
1: You know, I just, we, you know what? I do what I do, what I do, and what I do is just natural that comes to me. I don't imitate anyone. I've never imitated anything. Um I just do what is KC, and that's who I am. And um, you know, I've uh, you know, I was even afraid to study music because I was afraid it would take away any natural uh, sounds that I had, or or it would make me part of the machine. I was always afraid of being a part of this machine uh, that they all want us to be a part of, and I was afraid if I became too much part of that machine that I would not have my own identity.
0: So coming up with the, the show now, you're uh, going to be playing in Frisco again on November 2nd. What should people be looking forward to? What what kind of experience are they going to get when they come out to the show?
1: Well, you know, our, you know, our shows, there's 15 people on stage, including the dancers and everyone. And everyone, I, I like everyone to participate. You know, there's times when one of the singers will kind of do some of the uh, talking to the audience. And I just kind of take a little step back. I want everybody to 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 be a part of the show and everyone is a part of the show. Um and you know it, it's uh I'm not sure how long our show is going to be that night but uh, it all depends but it's you know it's all the hits and then some and I've been throwing bits and pieces of other uh songs from from the albums into the show. Um I've always wanted to keep it familiar uh to ev- to 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 everyone that comes. So um you know I try not to have too much kind of filler and some of the filler i do use would be like a a song from the 70s or something like that just to keep it familiar more familiar with the, the the entire audience instead of just you know the true i mean of course the true kcsb fans that's very important but i want everybody to be able to connect so
0: well and i think they will and i think you're going to find a very welcoming and warm audience in frisco we're very much looking forward to having you here
1: well, I mean, I've always loved that area. I mean, I, I, how far are you from Dallas?
0: So Frisco is about uh, 20, 30 minutes north of Dallas, kind of depending. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a
1: northern number. So I, I but... Right. No, I know how warm I mean, I mean, I remember when uh, we first released Shake Your Booty, I think it was in uh, at Six Flags over Texas, that I first debuted that song to a crowd, and um, I wasn't sure it would be a hit record. And we did the song, and the crowd went crazy. And that just confirmed that I was wrong on that one. I was right on all the other ones, but I was a little skeptical skeptical about "Shake Your Booty" for some reason. But it was uh, in that area of Texas that I first debuted that song alive. So it, there's a, a lot of fun, fond memories there. So
0: yeah, that's a good little bit of uh, trivia, something for us to think about as people are coming out to the show. So
1: exactly. thank you again. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, I know you've got a very packed schedule, and we've only got a few minutes Well, thank with you, you, and
1: I appreciate you yeah, taking your time out of the day to, to have me on.
0: Yeah, you bet. And again, everybody in Frisco, look forward to having Casey and the Sunshine Band here in Frisco, Texas on November 2nd. Casey, thanks again.
1: Thank you.